I've always loved clothes. I've always loved fashion since I was little, but I've always hated swimsuits. There was a total disconnect. And I've had a solid relationship with my body pretty much always. So again, I knew something was misfiring when I was putting swim on. That's Haley Seeger. I'm Cara Duffy, and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast. You're more prepared than almost everyone that shows up to this podcast (laughs) recording. So you already get an A plus. Thank you. I try. I really do. (laughs) Well, let's jump right in and tell everyone who you are, where you are in the world and what you're up to. Absolutely. So hi, everyone. My name is Haley Seeger. I am the founder of One With Swim. We make patent pending swimsuits that fit like underwear. And I am coming at you live recorded from the Connecticut shoreline. Amazing. So I am so excited about your product. I am currently hunting for a bathing suit myself for the new summer season. And I hate shopping for bathing suits, as I think most women do, because either you can never find the right size combination if you're getting a two-piece or it never fits right, or you have to try an 800. You have to try not just 800 sizes, but different brands. There's a lot of frustrations in the swimwear space. What were your frustrations that led to you saying, I have to create a better bathing suit? Yeah, my frustrations were that I hated it on the whole. And I've always loved clothes. I've always loved fashion uh, since I was little. But I've always hated swimsuits. There was a total Mm -hmm. disconnect. And I've had a solid relationship with my body pretty much always. So again, I knew something was misfiring when I was putting swim on. And I realized after basically a lifetime of hating swimsuits one day in April, 2019, I literally said out loud, basically like this would be fixed if it just fit like my favorite no-show underwear did. And that was my light bulb moment, literally said it out loud. And from that moment on, I set out to create that solution for swimwear. So a swimsuit that fits like natural underwear. So that was how we arrived to what one with is today. And when, how long has the company existed or when did you start this process is probably a better thing. Cause when it starts versus when you launch are totally different. Absolutely. So I came up with the idea in April of 2019 mm-hmm. and it took about two and a half years of development to bring it to life. So We finally launched in November of 2021. So we've been in business for just about a year and a half. Actually, I think it'll be a year and a half tomorrow. Um, So we're still pretty new, but it feels like I've simultaneously been working on one with forever because at this point it's been four years, Um, but also like four years feels like yesterday. So Uh, It's this weird balance of having been working on it for a lot longer than obviously we've been at market. Um, So it's, it's been a journey for sure. And did you come from a product background before you started making this product? Yeah. So I've always kind of simultaneously worked in what I always say is fashion and social media. I worked in bridal from the time that I was 16 years old. And then I also had a YouTube channel from uh, the time I was really young. So I have this 
blend of a social media and fashion background. Um, but never really in swim and definitely not any like sort of heavy direct to consumer product uh, e-com uh, focus at all. Um, so, yeah, I really had to I, I did know some I had like um, a job briefly at an e-com website that I really, really liked. And then they kind of like shifted gears um, and I ended up kind of going off and doing my own thing anyways. But um i knew enough to know that i i didn't know and that's what led me to hire like a technical designer uh and stuff like that to help me really bring the concept from my ideas and my sketches to a factory to get it produced i've worked in product creation for a long time i'm currently partner have a partner for an accessories travel company and we're going through the process right now of that product creation and it's so hard to be patient when you have your idea, you're getting your first proto, you're like, it's not right. Let's keep going. How were you able to be patient for the two and a half years from idea to finally being able to sell it to someone? Yeah, <laughs> that's a really great question. And even just hearing you say that and like putting my mind and body back in that spot I was in, in like the summer of 20. 21. So the summer of 2021, I think was the hardest because I had really wanted to launch that summer, like Memorial Day weekend. Um, and it wasn't happening. It just wasn't, um, running into so many issues with being, honestly, a lot of people are like, Oh, it was COVID. It was COVID. Honestly, for us, it was, it was being a small business. We kept getting knocked on the production schedule because our MO, you know, our quantities weren't that high. So obviously yeah. the factories are going to prioritize bigger orders. So that's actually more than anything. And then obviously just like, you know, R and D roadblocks too. Like that's what led us to launch later and later, but I can't even really describe the anxiety that I had during that time period. The factory was like, threatening to, we don't work with this factory anymore. You should probably say that, like threatening to cancel our order and stuff. Um, so every day I woke up uh, to like different emails that put me in varying states of not feeling okay. Um, yeah. So I always said this and I still feel like this, like as long as I have my product here in my hands, I, I'll figure it out, you know? Um, but I didn't have my product at that time. So that was really what tested my patience. I did not want to rush necessarily. Obviously, there were certain things that I was like, let's just move because, you know, they always say it's really important to get your MVP minimum viable product to market. Don't spend forever making perfect. I forget making it perfect. I forget who says it, but like uh, there's that saying, like, if you're not like a little bit embarrassed by the first thing that you launched, you'd launch yes. too late. Uh, and I fully, fully, fully <laughs> agree with that. Um yeah. So there was a, a solid amount of like, let's just, you know, let's just get this to market um, mm -hmm. and, and collect feedback and also like being patient, but also coming up against these roadblocks coming at us from the factory. So anyways, I'm talking about this at length because it was something that dominated my thoughts for an entire summer <laughs> two years ago yeah. so <laughs> it was really really wild for sure I, I there's so many people who have great ideas with products and when if they're a coaching client of mine i have to tell them to be prepared to slow down beyond their wildest expectations and that's the hardest thing to tell someone who's 
entrepreneurial minded because we already have the next idea. Like you probably were sitting there thinking about the next patterns and prints and styles and the other marketing opportunities. And especially when you're waiting and your social media marketing focus, you're just watching all the great events go by that you could have capitalized on. It's so frustrating. And then on top of time, when it's a tangible product, it's also money. You like how much money you have to invest in a product is so hard to forecast because it all comes down to is how many of your A, B, and C plans are you going to have to activate in order to even get to market in the first time? So you, you yep. mentioned bringing in the technical designer. Who else have you brought around yourself so that you can really bring this to life and make it the brand that you know is possible? Yeah. So pre-launch, you know, just to execute, uh, all I had was a technical designer because again, I think, you know, I make this joke a lot, but it's like kind of not funny. <laughs> like, I think people think I sit in my apartment all day and like mood board. Like that's what it's like to own a <laughs> swimwear company. Like, yes, like cutting little like newspaper clippings and like being like, this is the vision for, for next season or whatever. Um, and it's so not it. Um, bringing a product to life, as you know, is incredibly technical and very mathy. Um, and the amount of uh, numbers that go into a bikini top uh, is is beyond wild. So I knew that I didn't necessarily possess that um, know-how at that time. And I I needed to bring someone on who did. And I also knew I, I toyed a, for a while with like, do I teach myself this skill set right away? Like, do I go to, do I go back to school? Do I go to Parsons? Do I go to FIT? Do I go to RISD? Like I'm, I live in Connecticut. So I've got New York on this side, Rhode Island, which is like another kind of design hub on this side. Um, so I was like, do I just like take night classes or something? And then I ultimately realized if I start working with someone like a technical designer, they're not only going to bring years of expertise that I wouldn't have, but also connections that I wouldn't have or be able to forge mm -hmm. as someone who's just now learning pattern making and, and CAD design and technical design uh, at, you know, 20, whatever years old, whatever I was at the time. So um, I knew that that was the right choice for me. So pre-launch, it was just a technical designer. Now I, I still have a technical designer. I've got um, an email specialist, customer support. Um, I've got like, you know, Instagram uh, engagement help, um, kind of like comment uh, management and things like that, responding to people, getting back to people. Um, I've got a publicist who we joined the call with, obviously, yeah. to start. Um, and then, and who you obviously know. Um, and... I feel, oh, I feel, I think that's it. Yeah, we've got an intern. It's a really small team, obviously, like shipping and fulfillment, but it's really small, like really, mm -hmm. really small. So, um, and I like it that way. I really mm -hmm. do. Well, when you have, like, so I love that you have a team because I'm such a proponent of help, having people build out teams. The idea that we do anything on our own is complete nonsense. Even mm -hmm. people who have a service-based business, like I do, like, there's nothing I do by myself besides do the podcast live or do a coaching call with someone one-on-one, -on -one. but everything else I need an army for, whether they're full-time, part-time freelancer or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, also, we, you, I'm sure you know, like the level of decision fatigue that comes from owning a business. 
I laugh at myself when I'm like, I can't choose. Like my brain is done. And they're like, yeah, but it's just pick white or gray. I'm like, I literally can't. (laughs) I totally relate to that. And I actually, I love making decisions. And I think one of my best superpowers as a founder is my ability to quickly make decisions. Uh, More is lost in indecision than wrong decision, right? I'll use like, I'm going to use a million cliches on this call, but you you know as well as I do, we need like little adages to keep us going, right? Um, (laughs) We can fall back on, but um, I make decisions really quickly. um, But that doesn't mean I don't get absolutely exhausted from doing that. Um, And that's actually something I said that someone called me last week and they're like, do you want to do this or do you want to do that? And I'm like, I just don't care. You pick one and I'm mm-hmm. sure whatever you pick, it's going to be great because it's better than doing nothing. Right. So yeah. I have recently come up against that a few times. Um, it was funny, you know, like even just redoing my condo and stuff. And I'm still, I still have some lingering projects. You know, I had like someone come here a couple weeks ago to do blinds. And uh, it was like one of the last things on my list that I, I bought my condo was two years ago, but that was one of the last things. Um, and, and she was like, wow, you like, this is quick. And I was like, I, I just have to get it done. Like in terms, mm-hmm. I just selected a swatch and went on with it. Um, because again, I just firmly believe that, you know, making a decision is better than making no decision at all. But the fatigue mm-hmm. is so there. It is so true. I had to catch myself. Cause I also would, my go-to was always, I don't care. I had to change my words to be like, I care about every choice we make and I'm mm-hmm. no longer able to make a choice. So I trust you to choose. <laughs> and they were like, there we okay. go. And yes. Yeah. Cause the, my team would start thinking that it didn't matter. And I'm like, no, 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 it matters. But like, I don't have capacity. <laughs> and let me just like put quotes around that and, and say me, me as well. Um, because that is really what I mean. Um, and again, if I'm saying, please make the choice for me, it's because I already trust that person to do it. So, um, so yeah, I relate to that entirely. I think the other thing about running a business and having team members is it can be really hard to find great people and it can be really hard to train them to be mini me's and to think the way you think. So how have you worked with your team members so that you guys are really on the same page and they can make choices for you? Because that's where I think people get stuck is we know we need a team. We know we have to delegate, but then we don't teach anyone how to make some of the choices. So what are you doing for your team so that you can actually have the freedom to move on to all the things you have to worry about? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I've implemented to move closer to that goal is telling people exactly what's on my mind. Not in the sense of like, if I have an opinion, you're going to know it. Um, But in the sense of, hey, here's how I'm approaching this issue or this whatever, because here's what I, here's how I'm thinking about it. I think telling people the, the why of, again, why you're approaching something a certain way or whatever that might be helps them be like, oh, okay. I I didn't get that before, but now I see now I see where you're coming from, not because they necessarily disagreed with me to start, but because it allows them to put the Haley lens on it. When like, if I didn't give them that information, they wouldn't be able to do that. Right. So that's mm-hmm. totally, um, in, in my control, right. Is like equipping someone with the information of like what's going through my head so that they know how I approach things. 
And that after a while, they'll start to see a pattern of how I approach things so that they can, at least when dealing with one with stuff, obviously approach it in a similar or complementary way. So that's that's the approach that I've taken. Um, and again, like I and and to the point of, you know, me having opinions or and sharing them or whatever, like I do let people know you'll never you'll never wonder what I think about a certain, you know, project that you took on. Like I will like I will give people their flowers to the nth degree. I will, you know, provide feedback or criticism when appropriate. Um, I think that that makes things a lot fairer too, is mm -hmm. if you are just upfront with your team. Um, so that's kind of how I approach things to, again, get them a little bit more <laughs> in my head, if that's at all humanly possible. We do the best that we can anyway, right? Yes, exactly. I think also looking at the product that you've created, you're going to have challenges of solving, like who's the manufacturer? The fabric is so unique, right? To make it work for what you want to want to do with the swimwear. Um, the shapes and grading is another layer to it. And the hardest part of grading and any products, in my opinion, are anything bra oriented because there's so many variations and combinations. So um, you also need to worry about like logistics and and timing. And there's so many steps. And so Bravo for you for being brave enough to choose an industry that has like the most things that you have to solve and could go wrong. And I think people also forget like there's there's such a huge operational component to a brand like yours. You go on Instagram, it looks fun and easy. And like you said, like you're I'm just making mood boards over here. Like no big deal, guys. Meanwhile, you're having like crazy calendar conversations every day. There's probably something that you're like, wait, why is that not solved or fixed? Are you so proud of yourself over like what you've learned and what you now have as common vocabulary that you never would have thought of five years ago? It's so funny you say this. I literally got chills when you say that because that's exactly what comes out of my mouth all the time. Like I, I have chills. I, yes, I am actually. And I will, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I am um, because I even, I look, sometimes I catch myself saying a phrase or, or a sentiment or a sentence and I'm like, a year ago, a calendar year ago, I would not have understood that coming yeah. out of my mouth. And that is one of the coolest phenomena to experience as a human being of being like, this is growth. This is evolution. This is me truly learning. And yeah, it is so, it is so freaking cool. And I hope that everyone gets to experience that or at least have the perception to like, you know, experience it in some sort of micro level because it is so cool, you know. Besides everything you've learned and now understands, what are you most proud of with this brand so far? That's a really awesome question. Um, you know, I was, I was just having this conversation with my business advisor yesterday because I said, you know, I wish I was in a little bit more of a state that I could um, uh, reflect and 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 look back, and um, I just feel like it's so on to the next right now uh, with everything. And I, we were kind of, you know, you were talking about it a little bit when I when I hopped on the call, but there is this state of like, um, you know, personally, I'm in a state of constant catch up, not necessarily work, but 
you know, with personal stuff and, Mm -hmm. um, and just life. Uh, but I think in terms of like what I'm most proud of, um, is scaling this business, growing this business as a bootstrapped company. Um, I think ultimately at the end, I think so many, and this is something I encounter and I'm not like just making this up or pulling this out of nowhere. This is actual feedback I get. I often hop on calls of people who, um, you know, reached out to one with, uh, you know, to pitch services or whatever it is. And they had no idea that we were bootstrapped or as small as we are mm-hmm. because of the way the site looks, the way the product looks like, et cetera. And, and that makes me happy that that's kind of the foot that we're stepping forward for women and for our customers is, is that they see this really solid, final, polished product, uh, you know, be that the website or the product itself, whatever, but so much grit went into that. And that's what I'm really, really proud of. And I, that grit like gets exerted for the sake of women, you know, across the country. And I'm just really, really proud of that effort. If that makes sense. Has any feedback or comments from a customer made you cry yet? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Um, and I could get emotional right now thinking about it. Um, you're also asking me really good questions and it's really just tapping into stuff that is on my mind, but I don't talk about a lot. And that's always a good way to, <laughs> for me to get <laughs> emotional. But um, I... Yes, I will say it's mostly in our DMs when women send us photos and they're like, I've never taken a photo of myself in a swimsuit before. Please don't post this. But the fact that I even took out my phone Mm -hmm. to take this photo should speak volumes or people who are like, I've worn a T-shirt to the beach since I was 11, you know, and like that sort of stuff really gets me emotional. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really appreciate it. And I appreciate the vulnerability that uh, has to go into just pressing send on a message like that. So yes, <laughs> to answer your question, yes. <laughs> One of my big kind of coaching perspectives is that we have to know the why, the who, and the what of our business. And I think you really just spoke to three of those things in once. And that's usually the stuff that makes us emotional like why you're making it, who you're making it for, and what you're giving them isn't a swimsuit. You're giving them a whole new opportunity for themselves, for being at the beach, for confidence, for stepping into their power. Like you're you're giving them a transformation and it just happens to come by way of a swimsuit. And we forget that tangible products can have such an emotional shift for people. Um, like when, and it's so hard. I, this, I have the same experience where it's hard to internalize the impact you're making sometimes because you're just go. Yeah. There's so much happening. There's always a, more that could go on the to-do list. There's always more you could do for outreach or PR or marketing, always more for research. So when you actually pause and think about the true impact that you're making, it's such a humbling and empowering experience to see how far you've come and where you're going, but really the impact that you're making. How do you share those impacts? Thank you. How do you share those impacts with your team? Yeah, that's a great question. I, um, 
it, it's so funny too, because what I actually did the other day for uh, one of the customer service uh, people, because obviously the customer service inbox, although it's filled obviously with like a lot of people saying really, really nice things. There's also people being like, I hate the way this fits and, you know, like needing to return or whatever. And we always say like swimwear is so subjective. Like that's why we mm -hmm. offer returns. A lot of swim companies don't offer returns or returns for store credit or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, to me, it's like, no, it's way too subjective of a thing mm -hmm. to like not you know, allow anything uh, to come back. But anyways, I, I said to our customer service person the other day, I was like, I want you to see all the awesome things that are being said. So please log into our review provider and look at all of the amazing reviews that we get, because obviously she sees a really segmented part of the customer service inbox. So I was like, you, you gotta go see this. You, I promise you gotta go see this. So um, I gave her that login. And that's like a really, it's not just me hopping on a call and being like, oh my God, look at this like cute DM we got. This is like a list of people saying things like, I haven't worn a bikini ever in my life. And I just posted a bikini photo on Instagram. You know, like that's the type of stuff that I want them to see in droves, you know, because that's so cool. It's why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. When you hear the words powerful and ladies, do they mean something differently when they're separate versus when they're next to each other? And what do they mean to you? I, I love those two words together, first of all, because ladies to me has like a very um, old fashioned connotation in a good way. And I, and in the sense of like, normally I feel like in old fashioned, uh, sensibility, the word powerful might not be in front of it. So um, that's why I love those two words together. So hopefully that answers the question. Well, and what is what does a powerful lady mean to you? How would you define it? I think there's something about it that definitely leans into an understanding of femininity and power in that femininity. And that's something that I've always had resonate with me uh, in whatever form that takes. So I really relate to the title of this podcast and I love your logo too. It's awesome. It's great. And again, plays on that kind of old fashioned D sentiment while still mm -hmm. being like very badass. I like it. We were, we had, it was really fun to make the logo because for me, like Athena has always been like a source of inspiration of the idea of combining the commitment to learning and exploring with being strong and a warrior at the same time. And when I think about, there's so many people that I'm sure you do as well. When you think powerful ladies, like you start making a list and it's like, what do they all have in common? And it, when I first started powerful ladies, it wasn't a podcast first. It was like a global event that we would do once a year. But when I would ask people to host, they would say, Oh, thank you so much, but I'm not powerful. And I was like, no, no, I already deemed you. Like I assigned you, I have knighted you powerful. How are we in this space where people aren't seeing that they are on a regular basis? And most people saw it as I'm not there yet. Mm. And I was like, well, like if you're there yet, then it's like, you're going to die. Like that's the end. Yeah. So what is it like to yeah. be powerful? Like right now. And that's mm. what inspired the podcast. Cause there's so many people like yourself who are really carving an intentional path just for you. And to me, that's what power is. Like when you choose exactly what you want for you 
And how do you have it all for you, not your mom, your sister, your competitors? That's when you start to gain access to tables and people and conversations that we would never normally have access to because we're just staying small. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's like a, it still blows my mind that I'll, I'll invite people to the podcast and they're like, oh, I'm not ready yet. That's and I'm really, like, really interesting. And when you said that, I, it, I kind of took pause because it's like, I'm just picture it, it made me like sad, uh, yeah. for some reason, um, to hear someone say that. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I hope you give them, I'm sure you do, because this whole podcast so far has been kind of like a solid little pep talk therapy session almost. <laughs> I'm sure you have an amazing response to them, but that does make me sad that people can't lean into like some area of power mm-hmm. to relate to, to find something in them that feels like a powerful lady, you know, something. Yeah. It's very similar to me to the word beautiful. Like mm. you can be beautiful at any size, any height, any mo- like mm-hmm. beauty is so different than the other factors that we subdivided into. So you can be beautiful all the time. You can be powerful all the time. Great. How that's showing up out in the world and to you might change and shift. But those are things that you just are if you allow yourself to be them. And I think that's where I, such a large majority of my coaching is just giving my clients permission to be who they already are and to do exactly what they, what they want to do. And so it's like, how do we, how do we get that into schools? (laughs) Like I I have an MBA in entrepreneurship and I had a great program and I don't know if it would have prepared me for exactly what I'm doing now. It gave me such a huge advantage. But you know, like you're, we're learning so much every day and having to make decisions on the court every day. Like you have to have a business advisor. You have to have more people to bring it to life because it becomes outside of us. It's like, this, here's this baby called 100%. the business. So mm-hmm. we can't kill it. Who wants to help me not kill it and ideally make it really successful? <laughs> Absolutely. And and it's so funny that you used the term permission a few sentences ago. I'm fixating on that right now because I actually said to my technical designer the other day, I said, I just need you to give me permission to feel this way or do this. Like, just, just be like, you're okay to feel like that, Haley. And I, thank you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and, she, and she really means it because I know we're on the same page with so much stuff, but sometimes you really do just need permission to like, even just like feel okay in thinking something or mm-hmm. vocalizing something. Um, so that's really, really interesting that you say that. Cause I just had that conversation the other day. <laughs> well, so as someone who has had, uh, successful YouTube channel, you have your, you know, marketing, you know, Instagram, you know, what it's like to like show the good version. And then like what's happening behind the scenes, mm-hmm. how do you balance? Cause I think as an entrepreneur, it's not like every day is different, but every hour can be a roller coaster. How do you balance like how you're presenting yourself and your business either to the outside world or even to your own team versus what you're actually going through in the moment? Really good question that I'm like (laughs) grappling with right now. Um, Yeah, I think that that's like a, that's a, um, a living question, right? Because it kind of depends on the circumstance and and how much do you share? Um, I know that for me, like, for example, for one with, um, like as a public facing entity, 
I have very much chosen for this to not be a founder driven brand. It is not one with by Haley Seeger. It is not Haley Seeger swim. It is not my face. Actually, I cut my face off a lot on a lot of content. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't tag uh, me in thing like my, and the team knows to not like tag me in things. Like I don't want it to be the Haley Seeger show. Um, mm-hmm. so I've chosen to not lead, um, one with as a founder driven or like face driven, um, brand with me as like a talking figurehead, like across the world. Obviously I'm happy to go on a podcast and talk about the business side of things and and things like that. But, um, people hear my voice a lot, but they don't always like know it's me, if that makes sense. Um, so that's how I've sort of delineated me from one with in that way. And of course you'll still see, like, I always say I made the suits for my body type, right? Like I am my own target customer, which a lot of founders Mm -hmm. aren't right. Like a lot of founders make a product for someone that isn't them. Um, like for example, my friend Jeremy, um, invented like a toilet lift assist for the elderly, right? He's not his target demo. He's, I always like yeah. use him as my like person <laughs> reference when I talk about that. So people know what I'm talking about. Um, but for me, it's like, I'm a size medium. I've been up and down and wait my whole life. Like that is who I made one with for, right? The, the me's, um, just like across the board. Yeah. And then again, like obviously we're size inclusive, not just size medium, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, it was to solve my problem initially that I knew was the problem of other women as well. Um, so, um, that's how I've chosen to like incorporate myself again. Like you'll see it on my body and stuff like that, but there's not a ton of like the Haley Seeger show happening on Instagram, Mm -hmm. um, with my team and stuff. Again, I'll let them know, like, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm really overwhelmed right now or whatever it might be. Um, or like you guys, like I really, really need help just executing across the board right now you know, um, balancing a lot. Like I'll say, I'll say when I need extra support, um, I'm not sending like teary voice memos to people on my team, like, you know, trauma dumping them or anything like that. But I'm just like, guys, like if there's a week for everyone to like, make sure all the cogs in the wheel are turning, like it's this week, like, please, you know, like that sort of a thing. Um, and they're great. They're really, really great. This isn't to say that that's not how it always is, but I'll just let people know, like, you know, need a little support right now. Uh, and just making sure that it's not, it's not all me, you know, making final decisions or whatever that might be. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a constant dance though. And it really depends on like the week or the day or the issue or whatever that might be. But I've chosen to keep a steady delineation between me and anything like, you know, incredibly public facing, if that makes sense. Totally. It's, you know, the, I get a lot of feedback that a lot of my content and a lot of my coaching is very positive. It's just Mm -hmm. more of who I am as a human. And I get asked to share some more of the real things that are going on also as a fellow business owner. And it's interesting to me because I'm so good at turning something into a learning exercise or what's the silver lining and just moving on to the next thing that mm-hmm. even when I'm asked, like, what's the hardest part of running the business? I come up with something so lame because I'm like, I don't remember it right now. Like I'm so forward oriented yeah. that like, there'll be something totally crazy that my team will have to tell me about. I'm like, oh, right. We went through that. I already forgot about it. And I think it's especially yes. running a product-based <laughs> business. We're building things two years, six months, like our 
time and space gets so confused in that because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, we're, like, I don't know what season you're planning now. Are you, how far in advance are you usually? Mm-hmm. What would mm-hmm. you like to be, I guess? Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I, that's actually something we're kind of like trying to figure out our cadence on because we grew so mm-hmm. quickly, literally January, starting January one, we went viral January 6th this year, this most recent time we went viral. Like, so this whole year, I'm just like, whatever plan I thought I had, it's gone, like gone. So, um, and I've had to like, part of that has been adjusting to consumer feedback, like really, really quickly, like really quickly. So like anything, any collection I had planned, like everything got bumped around. So yeah, ask me that question again in like a few months. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. But, but it's so true, right? Because it's, people think building any business is linear and it's not. Like I always say it's, it's like a spirograph. Because you start doing marketing, you come back and change the product. Then you change the marketing again. Then you have to change the size. Then it's constant, like new iterations of what the idea was because we're constantly trying to make it better. That's why when people say like, oh, I'm going to add 10 more things. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like get the first one right. Because like, yeah, there's so many ways to expand anything. And as a product person, I love making more products. But like Coors Light has a huge billion dollar thing, one product, mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. like, what can you do with one? Because it's already enough of a story and a practice and a mastery that you have to get through. Um, but the reason I asked your, how long you're kind of planning in advance is that I remember I would back in the day, we actually wrote checks. This is me dating myself. I'd be working on say fall 2018 and it would be 2016. Like I was never writing the right date. And then by the time fall 18 comes around, you're like, oh, that's already gone. Like what? Yes. Yeah. So you're totally, (laughs) you're just in a weird mindset. We're like, wait, it's summer. Like we're like, you get so sucked into the business and whatever that cycle is that you forget Mm -hmm. whatever is actually happening in the real world from a time perspective sometimes. Completely. And I feel like again, I worked in bridal from the time I was 16 years old. So when I would be writing dates down, I wrote you know, if it was 20, um, 2012, I was already writing down 2014, mm-hmm. like steadily. Do you know what I'm saying? Like for like yeah. all day, like more than I was probably writing the current date. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> so like, that's been my life for the last decade plus, like, it's just mm-hmm. like living in the future a little bit yeah, and not always in a good way. Um, and again, that also contributes to that, like always feeling like you're, um, so far ahead that you're catching up, but also like really behind and you're trying to like race forward. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a total, um, you said we could swear at the top of yes. the episode. It's a total mind fuck in a lot yeah. of ways. Um, and yeah, so I, it, it's really, really, it's really tough. <laughs> it's just another thing that we're managing that people don't think about. Like, absolutely. So that also brings up for me, like, how are you managing the rest of your life? Like taking care of yourself, seeing friends, family, relationships, like how are you managing all of that and running a business at the same time? Yeah. So actually, I feel like my sweatshirt kind of speaks to that for anybody (laughs) listening to audio. Uh, It says busy watering my own grass. It's from Yellow the Label. Uh, I think it's a small business. So shout out. Um, But I. I have had to cut out 
I've had to get back to basics. Like mm-hmm. I stopped, like, for example, like a year or so ago, I was like, I'm not watching Instagram stories anymore. Done. Like I've been stripping away these layers of just like, um, for lack of a better term, just like noisiness. Um, yeah. So that I can be head down and focus on my business. And then the things at a ground level in my life that need my attention and that I want to give attention to. Um, so stripping things back so that I can be present for the things that like are, are essential to my core and my happiness that, and that means like, you know, I, I would love to go on my credit card statement and see the last time I like went out to dinner. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like there's, I've had to really you know, and like sat down at like somewhere nice. Um, yeah. Uh, for like you know a non, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I'm like, let me, let me say this. Like I am eating, I promise. I had a really good salad right before this. Um, but you know what I mean? Like there's just, and I look at my calendar from like two years ago and I'm like, this was dumb. This was stupid. And no wonder why you felt so burnt out. Um, yeah. So I have had to really go inwards, really go inwards so that I can focus on the parts of my life um, water, water, the grass, uh, of the parts of my life that I feel like really, um, you know, need, need that or deserve that. Um, and that's how I've chosen to do it is not like, you know, you know, trying to make a little bit of time for that little bit. It's like, it's like, no, I've cut out so much, so mm-hmm. much so that I can just be, so that I can just be period, <laughs> you know? <laughs> What's something that's like made it past the velvet rope? Like what's something that you have kept or leaned into more? Um, huh. Um, I was literally like, if you were to ask me two months ago, I would say TikTok, but I just cut out TikTok a few months ago. I don't watch TikTok anymore. Cause TikTok was like my one thing that was like pervasive and like sneaky and like, mm-hmm. I would still do it, you know, and like watch it until wee hours of the morning. But even then I like stripped it back. Um, like, is it, a, is it a workout? Is it meeting with a friend? Like, do, is yes. there mm-hmm. working out, working out? That's actually something that, um, I have added. It has not only made it past the velvet rope, but it's made it past the velvet rope, like in spades. I have told myself what the the problem was is like I wasn't um one with was so domineering in my life that dominating dominant yeah one version of that word um (laughs) (laughs) that um I wasn't able to to move my body and work out um and I'm talking like it's not like oh make time no 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 I was up from four in the morning till midnight Mm -hmm. at my desk like chained to it for all intents and purposes. Um, there was no time if I wanted to like sleep for a few hours. Um, so I had to say like, nope, um, we have to find a way for me to like move my body because I like, I was in pain because I wasn't moving. So, (laughs) um, I, I try to work out like minimum four times a week. Um, And I've carved out my schedule to make that happen. Um, So yes, thank you for like uh, probing that a little bit because I really did have to think about that. But that is something that, again, I've actually added more of 
um, mm-hmm. because of me just, again, like stripping stuff back. Well, because I love the statement that if you're burnt out, it's not that you're doing too much. It's that you're not doing enough of what fills you up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the hardest. I love what I do. I love my clients. I love the work. So for me to do it late at night or on a weekend, I'm like, oh yeah, let's do that first because it's fun. And I think there's a difference between like being a workaholic and just like grinding it out versus really loving what you do and incorporating it into more of your life. Yes. Like there's a lot of clients that I'm friends with. Like I regularly say my dream clients are people I would want to go on vacation with and want to do more life with, not Mm -hmm. just their businesses. And so there's lots, there's lots of overlap in my life, which is how I want it and why I built it that way. But I do need to remember, like I'm currently doing a 75 day straight commitment of working out first thing in the morning Mm -hmm. because I had to look at where am I slacking off on myself and where am I making excuses that things can't happen when if I really believe anything is possible and I can make my life the way I want it, I'm just not doing it. And that was Mm -hmm. one of them because it like I have to work out so that I feel good so that I have the energy and all the health yeah. benefits that I need to do this work. But I also need to remember to choose myself. And it's yeah. so hard <laughs> for me to choose myself. I'm such a, a giver and a fixer that mm-hmm. now I have to. Now it's like, nope, first it's me, then everyone else. And it's way easier said than done. But it's been a really sure. interesting journey for me to be like, nope, we're just doing it every day for 75 days. And then you can decide what consistency looks like but no excuses go I love that and yeah you you like it's so vital you know and even I I always joke that like I'm very spiteful um I will I will make sure I work out in the morning like out of spite like you are not (laughs) taking this away from me you're not like that's literally the way I will look at it um I'm not like a really spiteful but you know what I'm saying like sometimes I have to give myself a baseline, a current to run on. And if it's spite, I don't really care. Like if I'm saying like, I really, whatever's going on, like awesome. I'm getting to the gym Mm -hmm. period. Um, like I have, I get, I don't think I've ever ever said this like publicly. I, I gained and lost 30 pounds in the last year because of stress. And then because of needing to undo that stress. Mm -hmm. So that's a big deal. I, I, yeah, yeah. And my body was really suffering, like really, really suffering. So mm-hmm. again, once the issue became that pervasive, that it was mm-hmm. physically showing up in my body, like that's when I was like, no, 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 no. Like we're stopping this. Like no matter what I'm mm-hmm. at the gym and I'm taking care of myself because this yeah. can't go on like this, you know? <laughs> well, I am also very motivated by the word no. And mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, I get no a lot less because there's no boss or manager, or someone else being like, that's not possible. Like you say that to me, it's over game over. It is happening. Yeah. <laughs> so I get, I really also appreciate the running on the spike current. Cause I totally do. Um, yes. but like in regards to like the, the weight gain, like there's, I remember writing down when I decided to go full-time entrepreneur, can I be a CEO and have a six pack? 
That was the question I asked. It hasn't happened yet. I'll get back to everyone. <laughs> and like, I know it is, but like you look at people who are so successful and who are hanging out in this higher stratosphere, not of money, but of a wealthy life and access to choices other people don't get. They are always prioritizing their health and fitness. Always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's because of like, it just gives you other things. So it's really so many people I know have have gained and lost weight or lo- like lost their hair for like ha- been losing hair because of stress. Mm-hmm. And we don't take time to notice that there's so many stress signs that we're ignoring. Mm-hmm. And then when you are like you lose your hair or you you've gained a lot of weight, you're like, oh, like it's like weight taking the brick to hit us in the face because like the feather wasn't yeah. working. Yeah. And it's a hard <laughs> thing to grapple with because you're like, um, it's just another thing in our to-do list than to manage, mm-hmm. but it forces you to be like, okay, I need to delegate more. What am I not doing? One of my big rules is that you can only do one project at a time. Mm-hmm. And my clients fight me on it. I fight myself about it because there's so many fun projects to do. And whether it's cleaning up taxes or doing research for new collections, like, but we can only truly do one at a time. You might get five done in a month, but we can't do them mm-hmm. all at once. And right. it's a good sign to see like, where else do we need people? Or like, does this really matter? Is this going to actually change the business? Or do I just like organizing my office? <laughs> yeah, fact. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes it takes things like that. Like you said, hitting you like a brick um, mm-hmm. to get you to have a new perspective on just the general goings on and yeah. and taking inventory of those like general goings on, you know. What's well, a great segue into I ask everyone where they put themselves in the powerful lady scale. If zero is mm-hmm. average everyday human and 10 is the most powerful lady possible, where would you put yourself today and on an average day? I have I pretty much always feel the same level of power within me, if that makes sense. I'm pretty steadfast in it um, because I'm pretty, pretty much always acknowledging of my capabilities as a human, as a woman. And I can hold on to that, you know, no matter what's happening. So we said this is a one to 10 scale. Zero, zero to 10. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, zero to 10. Um, let's put me at like an eight steadily. Perfect. I don't know if that's like a crazy egotistical answer, but that's the one I'm giving. So, nope, I'm just <laughs> waiting for the, the psychology school that wants all this data for 200 and almost 50 people who have answered this question. (laughs) So that's what I was going to say is I'm like, there's someone who's like taking these metrics and, and ranking them somehow. And I'm like, don't know what this means, but this is the answer that I can sleep with that night. So (laughs) they're, they're all so interesting. And some people just give a number and don't justify other people really want to justify their number. I've had people say one, I've had people say 20. Okay. So it's we'll take eight. I think that's yeah, okay. it's it's really interesting <laughs> because it, this is the tr- question that triggers a lot of people, and people, women in particular, hate grading themselves. And there's it's so we could unpack it for like a whole hour just that question. In truth, it's really really interesting because I'm like thinking about it 
more. Because it's like, mm-hmm. again, I know there's people like that I watch slash, you know, look up to that I would consider to like be a 10. And I'm like, okay, I'm not that outwardly, but I know inwardly I'm like, you know, I'm like almost taking an average of like my outer and inner score, like confidence yeah. score, if that makes sense. Makes total sense. And cool. <laughs> we keep we keep moving the line on ourselves also. And we have good days and bad days. So it's, you know, I think it's really interesting when you see people that we universally are like, they are so powerful. And yeah. they're like, I'm a three. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's always a really interesting commentary too. Um, mm-hmm. But I do believe it's so much of like how you feel inside. Yeah. Absolutely. You know. So this is also a very powerful community with lots of connectors and people who have access to things and resources. And I think we miss opportunities if we don't tell people what we need and want what we're manifesting. So what do you need? What do you want? What are you you manifesting? And what can we help make happen for you? Such an awesome question. Um, so in terms of what I'm manifesting, um, obviously, like other than specific, you know, like revenue targets and things like that, I am trying to come out with a size double extra small before the end of the year. Really excited about that. Um, and in terms of like what, what I can ask from like the, the audience, mm-hmm. um, definitely, you know, I've always loved Instagram as our primary community, which is why when we were like blowing up on TikTok, I was like, no, 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 come see us on Instagram. Like, that's better, you know? Like, so I'm like, this is, this is more us. Like, come see us Mm -hmm. there. Um, So following us on Instagram and engaging with us there, I feel like that's where we have the most, like, meaningful conversation Mm -hmm. and impact. Um, So getting that audience to be um, built up is something that I'm Mm -hmm. really looking to do because I've always really, 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 really enjoyed Instagram, one with Instagram specifically. Um, so that would be my ask. Um, other than obviously just supporting any launches and stuff like that, when we do come out with that double extra small that I'm working on manifesting, uh, however you say it. Um, and obviously I have more like, you know, just, just big goals that I don't necessarily want to, I've always, you know, manifest superstitious with your goals. That's okay. Super, super. Um, but you know, just supporting when we do come out with things and, um, you know, engaging on our Instagram, following our Instagram. Cause again, that's a community that like, I'm really passionate about building up really, really mm-hmm. passionate. So, um, we're at one with swim on Instagram. I can do. I was just going to ask you that. So where, where are all the places they can buy, support you, connect with you, reach out if they have a recommendation or an opportunity. Absolutely. We are direct to consumer for the time being. Um, I would, in terms of manifestation, would love to land like a really, really awesome big retailer next year. That's something that I am working on. Um, but uh, we're one with swim on Instagram. Again, direct to consumer, one with swim.com. Uh, you can also find us on TikTok, one with swim, Pinterest, one with swim. Um, yeah, that's all the things. And um, if you are reaching out with like any sort of inquiries, it's info at swim.com. 
Well, thank you so much for taking time today. It's been so nice to meet you. I've loved this conversation. I'm really excited to hear what everyone listening uh, loved about it. But truly, thank you. It's you're crushing it. You're doing all the things and keep showing up, right? That's the how people survive in business is they just keep doing it and keep asking for more help and keep expanding. So you're already way ahead of the curve. I'm very proud of you. Thank you, Kara. That's so sweet. It was really great to talk to you and hearing you um, say so many sentiments that, again, I have had in my head but haven't necessarily vocalized. So thank you for um, putting words to those feelings and being so empowering as an individual. I really appreciate it. All the links to connect with Haley and One With Swim are in our show notes at thepowerfulladies.com. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening and leave us a rating and review. Come join us on Instagram at powerfulladies. And if you're looking to connect directly with me, visit caraduffy.com or cara underscore duffy on Instagram. Until then, I hope you're taking on being powerful in your life. Go be awesome and up to something you love.